Hello, um, it's Brooke. Welcome to another week. Uh, this week I have a super cool guest on here. So if you want to hear about whatever we're going to talk about, then keep listening. Alrighty. Hello. This is Brooke with All Things Brooke. Hello to those that actually listen. Appreciate you. Um, If you like the podcast and you want to keep hearing more, don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, all the fun things. Um, But we're just going to hop in. So I have my super cool uh, friend Anna here today. She's going to, we're just going to talk about stuff. Yeah, like we, like we always do. <laughs> but we're going to like record it this time. Yeah. This is so awkward. <laughs> I never have done anything like this. Anna has sat in on a lot of podcasts, but she's actually like a professional at podcasts. Ooh, ooh that makes it sound like professional is a big word. Uh, I have been interviewed for many podcasts <laughs> about very particular topics. So I'm very good at talking about those very particular topics. This is new, just like chatting with a friend and like recording it. This is, this is different. I love it. <laughs> I love it. We're used to chatting a lot. Like we, you know, we've had very long car rides to Illinois. We've had a really long car ride to Florida, Florida. and back. Mm-hmm. Um, plus just all of our day-to-day things and we'll just sit and talk for hours that's a true statement but I was like you know we can usually talk about things for a long time so why don't you come on the podcast and we can talk and complain and rant about whatever we want to rant about yeah I put up, I put up a really big fight too when I instantly replied and said yeah of course that sounds great <laughs> that, was, that was really it was really hard to win me over for this idea <laughs> So, I was telling Anna, she was talking about, like, okay, so, you know, what are we going to talk about? Well, like, what's the plan? And I was like, (laughs) so I literally just press record, (laughs) and then I just record whatever I start talking about. And she said, oh, joy. (laughs) So, because my background is, like, the interviews I'm always on, they're like, very structured. So I'm used to being told like time, like a goal of how long the interview is going to be. These are the questions we're going to ask. Are there anything you want to add to that? Like very formal. So yeah, this is, yeah. This is not formal. This is not formal (laughs) at all. We talk about some very interesting subjects and some very serious subjects, but most of the time I'm just like, hey, this popped in my head. I'm going to talk about this now. (laughs) Yeah. And then we just unpack it. Yes. In all the social work ways. Yes. 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 That's what a lot of people, I have gotten like a few people text me and they're like, wait a minute. So you're a hairdresser, <laughs> but you have like a mental health podcast. And I'm like, well, I guess technically I'm a little qualified. 
Like, oh my gosh. Only a little. Whatever. Like, I have a master's degree. Which means you are very qualified. <laughs> but okay. But, like, I just don't have a current job. So yeah. I'm just going to use this as my current job in social work. No, I dig it. So, for those of you who don't know, I have a social work degree, not a master's, because gross. I didn't want to pay for that. Um, but my current full-time job is in social work. And so... But, like, we're able to have, like, social work conversations. Like, I can come to you and, like, be like, oh, my gosh, the system sucks. Like, and we can have those in-depth conversations, even though you do amazing things with hair (laughs) and people's faces all day. Like, you're not no less qualified than I am. (laughs) So, for those of you that don't know, Anna and I met in the social work setting. Um, It was my very first internship whenever I was getting my bachelor's. Um, it was a children's advocacy and, um, rape crisis center here in Western Kentucky. Mm -hmm. Um, she was working, what was your actual job title? It changed about 45 times. Um, no, but my, like, basic job title the whole time was prevention education specialist. Yes. So, yeah, I created and facilitated prevention programs from pre-K through adulthood, in like four different counties. She was great. She worked with kiddos a lot and it was really fun. It was a good time. I was interning with the family advocacy mm-hmm. team. That's where we met our good friend Bethany. She's great. It was really fun. It was those was her first time being a supervisor <laughs> and like having an intern. She was so nervous. She was so nervous but then like a few weeks in, she ended up being like, it was a really hard day. We had some really rough cases. And she was like, do you want to go get a beer? <laughs> and I was like, wait, but like, we can, work together. Can we do that? Is that a thing? And she's like, yes, we're, we're adults. We can, we can go have a beer. <laughs> so all of us started hanging out and going out and ranting or you know, crying or... Or just really dark humor. Yeah, Finding the ridiculousness in... In all, all the things. All the things, yes. Um, can you can you tell now why I called my podcast All Things Brooke? Because I say <laughs> all the things oh. all the time. You're oh, oh my gosh, you do! I do. Wow, well, this really just clicked for me. I do. I'm a bad friend that I just realized, like, all, all things Brooke, and you say all the things, it just clicked. It's okay. You're no worse than my husband. He hasn't even listened to the podcast yet. <laughs> all right, I'll get on that. <laughs> Uh, can we tell? Can I tell the story? This is completely uh, like off topic. I'm I, Can I tell it. the story about yes. me and your husband? Yes. Oh my goodness. Okay, everyone. <laughs> this is my favorite story of all time. So, so Brooke just explained how we met at her first internship or for her um, undergrad, and it was my first like big girl full time job. And so we start going and like getting drinks after work. Um, pretty regularly, and it got to the point where it was, like, just me and you sometimes. Mm -hmm. And so Brooke is telling, um, her husband about, like, people at work. And she's mentioning me, and, like, not super long after that, I come out to Brooke and, um, and share with her that I am not straight. Um, and so Brooke, of course, shares this with her husband, and, um... (laughs) Do you want to tell this part? Because you were the one who heard his reaction. I just got to hear about it. So, I'm telling him, you know, hey, Anna has, you know, confided in me. This whole, you know, 
glorious thing about her. And, um, you know, and I was just talking about how I'm just, like, really proud of her and stuff. And he was like, wait, what? <laughs> so, so you mean, you mean that, like, she doesn't like just, just boys? Like, she, she could possibly like girls, too? And I'm like... Yep, that's what that means. She most definitely does like more than just boys. Yes. <laughs> and she, he was like, so, so there's a chance that she could be like attracted like to you? <laughs> and I was like, I mean, I'm married, so she's not going to like try and. Oh, you were married at this point. And yeah, we were, you were, we were engaged. You were engaged. Yes. You were engaged. Which makes I was like, funnier. we're, you know, she's not going to try anything. And he was like, but, but she could. <laughs> And, and have you, have you looked at her and have you looked at me? Like, (laughs) I would have competition. So, so Brooke, because this is hilarious, right? So I, Brooke comes and tells me this, like cracking up. And I think this is hilarious. I have not, at this point I've not met Adam. I think I met him once, like over dinner one time. And, and so Brooke tells me this and I think this is absolutely hilarious. And so the next time that I see Adam, um, I think we're like talking like wedding things or something. And I like made a joke and was like halfway serious. And I was like, hey, I love Brooke a lot. She's a super awesome human. Um, (laughs) To be clear, if I wanted to have Brooke, I could have Brooke. And the thing was, he was not prepared. Like in his mind, he was not prepared for this joke which is what it was a joke <laughs> it was a complete joke <laughs> and he thought she was dead serious and so he looks at me like <laughs> he looks at me like oh my gosh like she's actually trying to steal my fiance and i'm going to lose <laughs> uh, yeah because because for the record also he would lose but uh no, but anyway, that is my absolute favorite story. And now me and Adam are, like, really close friends. Um, but it's just, you brought up. Half the time Anna comes over anymore and we're all hanging out on the couch. And I'll literally, like, leave and go to the grocery store. Yeah. And I just come back and they're, like, cracking up about something. And yeah. I'm like, well, I'm glad my husband has made a new best friend. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. It's good. You know I would not do well if you were married to someone who, like, didn't get along with me. Oh, very true. Very true. You would make it very well known. I would. I would make it very clear that that is a problem and we should address it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's a great time, though. It's a great time. Um, But no, Anna and I have gotten super close since that internship. Um, You know, we started hanging out a lot, going out to like get drinks, get food, get dinner, um, going on little, like, fun day trips. Mm-hmm. Um, it got to the point where you were, like, you were here multiple nights a week. Yeah. Like, every single week. Like, guest bedroom was my bedroom. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it still is, but it's fine. Hell yeah. Um, but also through all this, like, we have started having a lot of more, like, serious type conversations oh, about yeah. life and, you know hometowns we're all about talking about our trauma Trauma. um which you guys got to hear some of that last week that was super fun um but one thing that we also talk about a lot is getting out of college Mm -hmm. um you know you're going from that whole idea of in college you have all these friends and all these different areas 
And, you know, up until you graduate, you're just, you're there, they're there. Yeah, you're, like, physically always close to each other in the same town. But then it's, like, all of a sudden, boom, here's your diploma. Go get a job. Everybody's moving out of town. Yeah. And then you're alone. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're literally, and, like, you're at, like, a school, I feel like school is set up to where it promotes making friendships. Mm-hmm. And then you leave that, and you do that for, what, however many years, and then you leave that to go do your full-time job, you know, to, like, make money and survive, and then that's it. Like, there's nothing there to make friends. Yes. And sometimes, depending on what your job is, like, you don't like your friends. Mm-mm. Or you don't like your coworkers, and you don't want to be their friends. Mm-mm. I mean, luckily right now, I'm in a really cool salon, and I love all the people there. They're some of my best friends. Um, but, like, we have both talked about jobs where... Did not vibe. Did not vibe with us. Um, did not want to be those friends. And so it's one of those things that's like, okay, if you can't make friends from your job, all your friends from college have, like, moved away. Mm-hmm. They have their own jobs. They have, like, they're getting married. They're starting, like, families. Like establishing a life somewhere else. And it's like, you know, you get forgotten about. Or, like, your friendship gets forgotten about. Yeah, I mean, it gets put on the back burner. And it's really difficult to navigate that. Yes. Both whether you're that person who has moved away or as the person who was quote-unquote left. Yes. Like, it's just, it sucks. Yes. And so it's one of those, um, which we, we've talked about this a lot, of mm-hmm. just, like, making friendships in adulthood. Yeah. <laughs> is, it's like you, you need friendships, right? Like, you need friendships to survive. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like, it's just a task. It's a chore. It's supposed to say it's exhausting. Like, it's, like, I remember I interned in my undergrad in St. Louis, and it was an unpaid internship because of social work. <laughs> um, and I remember, like, A, I didn't have money to go out to make friends, and B, like, my internship was exhausting. Mm-hmm. So, like, there was no energy left to, to put forth to, like, put myself in a, like, to join a book club or something. Like, there was no energy to do that. I also mm-hmm. had no money to go and do that. Yeah. And then you get a full-time job, and it's the same thing. Like, there's, it's, it's taxing. It's yes. exhausting. And, like, here recently, I've joined, um, the Chamber of Commerce, and I've joined the Young Professionals mm-hmm. group here, and that's all fun. I love it. I have met some really cool people, but at the same time, like... I don't know. I very much view that as professional relationships, right? Oh, so it's like, yeah. I'm, I'm not just going to call up one of them and be like, hey, do you want to go shopping? Like, Oh, no, for sure. Yeah. I, well, it's it's funny because my last full-time job before the social work job, um, my half of it was literally making connections like in mm. the region. And I was really good at it. Like I was really good at it and have a ton of connections in the region. But then I would get home and it was like, okay, well, but those aren't, like, friendships. Like, yeah. those are, like, yeah, like, I would, I might run into some of them when I'm out and, like, say hi and might talk a little bit. But those aren't people, like you said, I'm going to call up and be like, hey, you know, I really just feel like get, going and, like, getting out of town for a weekend. Do you yeah. want to go? Yeah. Like, it's very, like, professional. And it yes. kind of stays in that lane, I feel like. Yes. And so, it's difficult, like, to decipher if you do make these relationships like mm-hmm. deciphering like okay what is the boundaries of this relationship oh, versus you know <clears throat> professional relationship maybe a church relationship versus yeah. 
an actual personal friendship. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you get into the fun thing of people having babies. <laughs> Not dissing people that have babies at all. Like, Anna and I can both attest. Anna has Four. a million um, nieces and nephews. Yeah. And, you know, she loves all of them. And she will literally drop anything in the world just to go play with them. Yeah. And it's glorious. And I'm the same way. Like, if if someone wants me to just play with their kid or if someone wants me to just, like, talk about their kid like great I am there Mm -hmm. um I have even like (laughs) I've went through a lot of periods with my own husband where I'm like hey I'm ready to have a kid let's do it (laughs) so frightening whereas he's like yeah no um (laughs) but like and I had made a post on Facebook and I was talking to Anna about this whenever she got here today and I was like "Ooh, we could talk about this a little bit of that whole thing of okay you've graduated you have these friendships from college that are still hanging on. Mm-hmm. You get to celebrate, like, oh, they're getting married. Love that. You know, you can start ha- still hanging out with them because mm-hmm. they're just married. Like, yeah, it, they're still them, right? And, I mean, even with kids, they're still them. But at the same time, you have a kid, and it's like your kid is your first priority now. Well, and, it, you know, it's funny because I think the way I view it, because I, I – We'll push back a little bit. I feel like marriage can be the same way with people, though. Yes. Because, yes. I'm like, I don't feel, I've never felt this way with you, like, with you and Adam. Never felt that, like, I got pushed back. It's, just, but for some, I do. I feel like there is this expectation, whether it's mm-hmm. by society or family or the South of, like, where we're at, of, like, your spouse, your child, those become end all be all. That yes. is all that matters. And that's what, like, Adam and I had a lot of conversations before we got married, mm-hmm. um, talking about, like, our relationship with each other, our relationship with our friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, I made that very known to him, like, I love you and you're here. And it's like, you're always here to come home to, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, I don't have to worry about, oh, I'm going and making a new friend. Is my husband going to be mad at me? Absolutely not. Like, right. Adam is very much one of those people. He's like, I may not want to get out of the house. But, like, <laughs> you go socialize. Go have fun. Yeah. Go on these trips. Like, he loves seeing me happy with my friends. Right, yeah. But he also knows, like, I'm the one you're coming home to at the end of the night. Like, right. you know. And, like, and whereas some people, that is their, like, yes. And Adam is my best friend. Don't get me wrong. But Adam doesn't need to be literally everything for you. Because yes. that's not healthy. Yes. Right? Of like, it's so important to have outside relationships, outside of your marriage or outside of any relationship. Like, it also would be healthy if you, Brooke, were my only person in my life either. Yeah. That would be unhealthy for both of us. Yes. Right? So it's like, but I feel like there's this weird expectation when people get married that that just, for some reason, goes out the window. Or when they have mm-hmm. a child, it goes out the window. And it's... And it can be really, really hard for those who aren't in that mm-hmm. life stage, right? Yes. Like, I am incredibly single and very happy about <laughs> it. And so, but, like, when you got married, like, we, I mean, obviously you all can tell. We've had these conversations before. Yes. That was not a huge, like, I never felt anything with that except mm-hmm. happiness for you all. Yeah. Like, just like I feel like if and when you were to have a child. Like, yeah, things would change, but I still would not feel like... <laughs> I would still be calling you multiple days a week going, please yes. come over. We would have already established it would still be my guest bedroom because I will be assisting with the child. <laughs> yes. Um, Adam has to go to work, so, like, I will help out. But, like, but I do feel like 
it's really hard when you're that friend and when you see some of your friends maybe posting about, like we brought up today, having people post like, oh, I need more mom friends, but they haven't reached out to you in a while. And it's yes. like, yes, there's a degree of like, you are not a parent. So yes, there's mm-hmm. some like advice or life experience you haven't had, but that does not mean you can't be there to listen and to yeah. support Yeah, and just be there. Yes. You know? And it's very much like I have been feeling a lot recently just because a lot of my friends are pregnant or have had babies and Mm -hmm. family members have had babies and it's now, you know, okay, they got married. It was great. It was, you know, joyous. We were going on double dates Mm -hmm. or, you know, they were coming over, hanging out. Like, it was great. And now it's like... They are in this new stage of life, Mm -hmm. and they are wanting these new friendships Mm -hmm. to also be in this new stage of life with them. And I think a lot of times, I don't, like, I don't know if it's, like, fear that they, like, they're scared of, like, what we might think, or, like, Mm -hmm. they're scared, like, that we don't want to be their friends anymore. Like, I'm not sure what exactly happens there. But it is. It's like all of a sudden, you don't get called anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you don't. You go from you know texting, you know, a few days a week, just talking about life mm-hmm. or jobs or yeah. pets or whatever, to now you haven't talked to them in literally months. Yeah. Um. You know, you like their social media posts and stuff like that, yeah. and it's one of those things that's like. I try to reach out to people. Like, yeah. I try to reach out and just text, like, hey, how are you? Mm-hmm. How are you doing? Like, do you need anything? Yeah. And I know it's one of those things, like, if someone texts me, do you need anything? I cannot be like, yeah, actually, I really need oh, this. Oh, yeah, you're the worst about that. I know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I want other people to be like, I just really need someone to talk to right now. Or yeah. I really just need someone to, like, help me fold laundry. Because, same. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Always. <laughs> But I don't know, like, I don't know if it's, like, they legitimately don't think that we would understand them. Well, and it's funny, it's funny you say that because I've had this conversation with, I think, I know you, but also with a lot of people in the rare disease space. FYI, listeners, I have a rare disease, a rare disease disease advocate, you can, that's, that's enough. Um, so, but we talked a lot about, like... The lack of understanding, right? And I know you and I talked about this many times of, like, I will never expect... It's unfair for me to expect my able-bodied healthy friends, quote-unquote healthy friends, to understand Mm -hmm. what it's like to live life with a rare disease, Mm -hmm. right? That is a ridiculous expectation. That is literally impossible. However, it is incredibly healthy for me to expect you to try to understand mm-hmm. and to try to support and to know that you're going to support me even if you don't understand what's going on yeah and so like I have a hard time when it comes to that when I'm when I feel like people think we won't understand but have you tried to help us understand yeah or also knowing because I know you you don't have to understand what someone's going through you're still going to be there for them like yeah. you and I've had that conversation so many times about different things yeah so it's like no I don't have to understand what it's like to not have any sleep because you have a newborn. I don't have to have lived to that to know that sounds terrible. Like, yes. that's hard. That yeah. is exhausting. I, so I can still listen to you vent. I can still listen to you cry. You, you know, like, so I think it's just 
that part I struggle with because I do think there's some people who just assume, oh, well, they've never had a kid, so they don't want to understand. Yeah. And to me, that's kind of a cop-out. Yeah. And especially, like, some of, um, you know, you hear of a lot of new moms, of course, like, going through postpartum depression. Yes, which is a nightmare. Yes. It's horrible. Um, and But it's, like, that's one of those things that I'm, like, you know, I feel like everyone in my life knows that I have suffered for over a decade now mm-hmm. um, with, like, severe, severe depression. Yeah. Um, severe anxiety, and so it's one of those things that I'm like, you know, whenever a new mom is going through that, or Mm -hmm. they feel like they may be getting, you know, postpartum depression, and sometimes it's people that maybe has not experienced depression before. Yeah, I think that's a big part of it. And, I don't know, it's just one of those things that I'm just like, me of all people. Oh no, I, (laughs) like, yeah. I would at least understand the depression part. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't understand the depression part, you know. The source of it. You because yeah. of, yeah. you know, pregnancy mm-hmm. or your body changing, yeah. you know. But I at least can sit and listen to you and understand the depression. Well, and, and also have an understanding and lack of judgment for however their depression is manifesting, right? Yes. Whether it is not showering as often, whether it's not cleaning as often, whether it's... Yes. Shutting down, like, you, yeah. you, like, those... It's like, I 100% have been there. Right. It's like, like I, no judgment at yeah, all. Yeah, exactly. And I think, we think that's part of it, is I think for a lot of people, though, they've never experienced depression at all, and so this being the first time, it can, first of all, take them a, a little bit to understand that it's happening. Like, yes. I know, because, I mean, I'm, we talked before about, like, when we first realized we had depression, and we were like, oh... Wow, that makes so much sense as to why I was doing X, Y, and Z for yes. years. Or literally, like, me and you will go sometimes, like, weeks without talking yeah. to each other. And we'll just text each other and go, like, okay, what's going on? Yeah, and my anxiety it, told me that you hated me. And it clicks. That's yeah. like, oh. I was depressed. I have been in this episode for weeks, and I haven't really, like, recognized it. Yeah, oh yeah. But, and it's like, oh, I didn't I didn't realize my brain was telling me you hated me for yeah. out of, with no evidence whatsoever to say that. Exactly. Yeah, but but you know, but also knowing like it's taken us not only just in our friendship, I mean, years to get to a point where we can say that to each other without and know that we're not judging each other. We're not yeah. we're only coming there as a friend, but also in our own lives of living with depression, it's also taken us a long time to be able to acknowledge it. So I'm sure when it comes to, like, postpartum especially, like, I can't imagine, like, that going, yeah. you know, if you have had no experience mm-hmm. whatsoever, and then on top of that, you have a newborn. Yeah. Like, that would be so much. It would be so much. But I still, but I but I also agree, right, of, like, that, those two feelings can coexist, right, of, like, I understand how it can be really difficult to reach out, but at the same time, we can also feel hurt and kind of left mm-hmm. behind that we aren't being reached out to. Yeah. Because we also know the cycle. Yes. We know the depression cycle and we know mm-hmm. how that can totally like X off mm-hmm. relationships. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. you get in that cycle, you think that you're super alone, mm-hmm. you don't want to reach out to anyone. Yeah. Then all of a sudden it's been months. Yeah. All of these people are like, oh, well, they haven't reached out to me. They must just not think about me they must not want to talk to me Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden it's like then you feel like you can't reach out even though you've gotten to a point where you want to yes yeah 
And then it's just like you're stuck in this cycle and it's like, boom, like friendships have ended, right? Yeah. yeah. And so, I don't know. It's just like, <laughs> I'm very much the kind of person because I I go through it myself where yeah. I'm just like, I want everybody to reach out to me, but at the same time, like I'm horrible at reaching out to others. Or, or yeah, because I'm the same, I'm the same way, but I'm also the one who's terrible at, about responding. Right? Like, I, if I, like, because, I mean, you know this, and we've had to talk about it so many times, because we are both very similar and very different, right? Of, like, for me, when I'm in that episode, I need to be reached out to, but I don't have the energy to respond back. Like, that brings me a lot of anxiety. I'm like, I don't, I want to explain that I really love them, and I care about them, and I want to talk to them, but I just can't, and then it turns into this whole thing, and I'm like, oh, that's gonna, that's gonna sound bad, and then my anxiety runs with it. And, like, we talked about that before, (laughs) of, like... So, I'm the person who wants to go to reach out, full well knowing, I will probably not respond. <laughs> like, it will, it will still be weeks before I respond yeah. to that message. Uh, yeah. But, I don't know. I'm just like, because I've had a few friends that have had babies recently. Yeah. They're stinking adorable. Um, and I, I try to reach out mm-hmm. and just see, like, how are you doing? Are yeah. you doing okay? Like, do you need anything? Yeah. Like, do you need me to go pick up some more diapers yeah do you want me to bring you just like a taco (laughs) like you know what I'll do whatever you need do you need me to just come sit do you need me to like watch them while you go take a shower and peace for 15 minutes like gracious yes or do you just want like just a friend yeah not baby related but like just a friend yeah I'm also there too but then at the same time like it's anxiety on me going they're busy, they mm-hmm. have a new baby, they don't want to talk yeah. to me, yeah. you know, I'm they don't have time them. for friends, I'm bothering them, yeah. so, like, then it gets to that point where it's like, oh, I haven't reached out. Yeah, yeah, we, and we've talked about that before, too, just in, like, <laughs> with, like, friendships as a whole of, like, that happening, and then you're, like, you talk yourself out of reaching out for so long, and you don't realize it's been so long, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I never reached out. Yeah. And, like, Crap. I'm a terrible friend. <laughs> but then it's also like, so you haven't reached out in so long, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And then you start seeing on social media, because social media is the devil. <laughs> um, and then you start seeing on social media, they've made new friends at a mommy friend group. Mm-hmm. Or they've started going to a new, like, church group. Yeah. And they're hanging out with all these new people. Mm-hmm. And it's like... Got okay, it. cool. Yeah. See, yeah, in my brain, I just, I see things like that, and I just go, okay, got it. And I just shut yeah. down. Like, yes. my brain in that moment is just like, all right. Yes. So message then, received. Like, I see them in person, mm-hmm. and you know me, like, I really want to say hi to people all the time. Oh, it's so funny. Yes, you do. But then at the same time, I'm like, okay, well, they haven't looked at me. Like, they haven't looked over my way. They haven't acknowledged that I'm here. And I've been staring at them for the past ten minutes. So, I'm going to assume that they don't want to talk to me. Oh, yeah. Like, I've witnessed this whole process go down before when we were, like, at a restaurant. And and then it's one of those things. It's like, were they ignoring me? Did they legitimately just not see me? Yeah. Or do they see me not talking to them? Right. And it's funny because I am the person who does not, especially if I'm out in public, I have social anxiety. So I focus in on what I am doing and I legitimately do not see people. Like there have been times that someone has told me that I'm like walking across a parking lot and that they have like 
like yelled and said hello to me not by name but like made a comment to me and I legitimately did not hear it like I was so focused on like getting from point a to point b and like breathing yeah (laughs) and so I'm that person who doesn't see people and then like two weeks later someone's like so are you mad at me because like I saw you and like I waved and I'm like oh my gosh no I just legitimately didn't see you Whereas I'm the total opposite. Yeah, yeah. And if I am in any social situation, I am constantly... You're very Adam aware. Gets, Adam gets so mad. He's like, just pay attention to what we're doing. Oh, like, yeah, you're so aware of everything I'm, going on. I'm constantly looking around, yeah. seeing if I know anybody yeah. there, seeing if there's anybody that I could go talk to or yeah. say hi to. But then I'm that person that it's like, oh, they haven't looked at me and they haven't, like, been over near my way. Yeah. And so they're probably ignoring me, and so they're probably mad at me, so I'm just going to not talk to them ever again because now I'm embarrassed. But also there's been times when, like, I, like, that happens when you and I are, like, somewhere, and then that person will be getting up to leave, and I see them see you, and I see them immediately come over and talk to us. Yeah. And, and, like, it's so, I love seeing, like, your face, like, light up because you're like, oh, they didn't want to talk to me. I'm like, yes, of course they did. But also, I totally understand that anxiety behind that of, like, yeah. okay, but they didn't see me, they didn't wave, they didn't make eye contact, so, like, no. Nope, yes. They don't, they don't want to talk to me. Yes. And so, I think, like, now, in this whole stage of life that we're in, <laughs> a lot of times, that's just the people who, like, have started families. Yeah. Because they're too focused on... Their baby spitting up, or they're crying trying to get back in the yeah. car seat, or they're trying to like get the straps, or you know, whatever. And yeah. they're just trying to like get out of there as mm-hmm. peacefully as they can. Yeah. But I'm sitting over there like, oh my God, they haven't looked at me. Yeah. So, like, yeah. that means that because I don't have kids, they don't, they just don't want to be my friend anymore. <laughs> when yeah. in reality, it's probably not that at all. Well, and it's, but, but it's funny because, like, as you were saying that, I was like, but at the same time, I feel like having a family, like when you have kids, that's like another job. And uh, this like analogy came to me like, as you were saying that. <laughs> and I was like, but if I were to come into the salon or come into the studio and you were in the middle of doing hair and I walked past your door and like you didn't say hi to me, like you didn't, I was going to be coming, you didn't say hi to me, right? Like in my brain, I wouldn't get mad at you. Because you're, like, doing here. Like, you're doing your job. You should not be paying attention to me. I'm totally you, paying attention you, to everybody that walks by my door. <laughs> so I can say hello every day. <laughs> but, but, you know, I mean, like, but, like, you're focusing on doing hair. Yeah. Like, and, like, it's funny because as you were saying that, I was like, right, but, like, having kids is having another job. So, like, at the same time, because I've seen my sister and her 25 kids. There are only, there's only four. It sounds like 25, to be clear. Um... <laughs> And, like, there are times that, like, someone has to come and tap her on the shoulder to, like, get her attention because she is wrangling 25 kids. Yes. And it's, so it's, it's just, it's interesting because I, I see it from both sides very much so because it's, like, it's really difficult on both sides of it, I think. Because I also feel like it's difficult on, on new parents, especially on finding a new balance. Yes. Of, like, how do you do it all? Yes. You know, and how do you not feel guilty also? Because I have a friend who has kids and, like, has made a point to have, like, a social life. Like, to yes. go out with her friends and stuff pretty regularly. And, like, she has shared to me before how, like, her in-laws will, like, give her crap about it. Yeah. And be like, oh, you're going to leave the kids at home again, blah, blah, blah. And she's just, like... So, that I also wonder if, like, that's something else new parents are dealing with of, like... 
being kind of this pressure to always be on, like to always be mom or to always be dad, to always be. I just thought of this too. Like that whole like generational thing of this is how it's been. So this is how it's going to be. Right. So we all grew up with parents who didn't have social lives. Oh yeah. No, not at all. I grew up with grandparents. Were your parents a little bit older? Because, I mean, they had a lot of kids before you. Um, They weren't, so they're older for Daniel, my younger brother. But they yes. were, I mean, they were quote-unquote regular age for me. Gotcha. They didn't have a, I mean, my, like, my, I don't remember my dad or my mom ever going yes. and doing anything. Yeah. That wasn't like, I needed. never had, like, a babysitter come over. Because my grandparents were just always there. No, and if we did, it was for, like... My parents had to go to a meeting. Yes. Or, like, a funeral. Yes. Or something. But that was it. Like, it was never... Yeah. And so, I'm halfway, like... Okay, so... Because generations before us... Yeah. Like, that was just the the norm. That the mom stayed home with the kids all the time. Mm -hmm. And the mom... That was the only job that the mom had was to be with the kids and all that stuff. Whereas now, we're starting to see... That that's also a little bit not healthy. That we have to have those other relationships in our life. Yeah. And that balance. Mm-hmm. Or else, like, you will literally go crazy. Um, which is halfway like, <laughs> that's why I haven't got pregnant yet. Um, <laughs> but, like, I don't know. It's just one of those things. Like, kids who had parents that had social lives and went out. Oh, yeah. They see that as the norm, right? Yeah. So, they see that as... We're supposed to have social lives as adults. Right. Like, that's a thing that should be a priority as well. Yes. Mm -hmm. Whereas people who grew up with parents like us that never went out, never really had social lives, never went on weekend trips with friends or whatever. Like, so now we're growing up and we're going, okay, so we're adults now. We're not supposed to have social lives. We're supposed to have our job, have our families. That phase has ended. Like, I feel like it's like that phase has ended. Yes. Like, having a social life has ended. And it's funny because, like, I remember my mom telling us, or, like, sharing with me one time, because she was a stay-at-home mom for years, so there's four, I'm the, I'm number four of five kids, there's four of us around the same time, and so she, and as soon as we got into school and my health had stabilized, mom went back to working part-time, yeah. and she shared before that, like, she, like, like, she got crap over it. Of, yeah. like, going back to work. And so, like, I can't imagine, like, if she got crap over just going back to work. Which, like, yeah. financially, she need like, my yeah. parent, like, my family needed that. Imagine if, if then she'd been like, okay, I'm also, like, every month gonna go out to dinner with my friends. Can you imagine the crap she would have gotten from oh, yeah. that? Like, that would, she would have been told oh, yeah. how selfish she was. Yeah. So, like, no wonder we have this weird complex. Yeah. And, like, I don't know about you, but I still sometimes feel like, guilty when, like, I am making my social life a priority. Like, I still feel guilty sometimes of, like, no, but I need to do this for myself. (sighs) But it could be working. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. For sure. For sure. Yeah. And I think, too, with us having backgrounds in social work Mm -hmm. and mental health advocates and all that good stuff, Mm -hmm. we know how important it is to have... A social life apart from mm-hmm. your kids, apart from your husband, um, or wife, or whoever. Yeah. Um, like you, you need that balance. Um, because if you're stuck in the same 
cycle day after day after day. Um, burnout is real. Yes. <laughs> the burnout, the depression, the anxiety, you just feel stuck. You feel like your only purpose in life is just this day in, day out, yeah. same routine. Um, when we know that that's not always true um, and that you can have a balance. And oh, it's yeah. hard to find that balance at first. Oh, gosh. For sure. Like, so hard. You feel so guilty for leaving your child with a babysitter. Oh, yeah. So that you could go out for a few hours. Yeah. And, like, I know of some friends who are literally like, I told the babysitter that we'd probably be out till, like, 11. But in reality, we just went out and, and we got to go through a drive through and we came right back home because we felt really guilty. Oh, my gosh. My sister. I, like... Which I'm over here just like, man, that poor babysitter. They thought they were going to be making all this money, <laughs> yeah. but they only got an hour. They worth. an hour. <laughs> but, it's so, but even if... It's so funny because I babysit... Like, I'll babysit my nieces and nephews. Um, Mike, like, every now and then so that my brother and, brother-in-law and sister can go on a date. And it's so funny because there's one time last fall in particular that I think of where, like... I had just learned that my brother-in-law, like, really loves, like, apple cider. Like, really good, like, homemade apple cider. And there was, like, some local place that had it. I was like, oh, my gosh, okay, y'all go. I'm going to take care of the kids. Like, we'll do the movie night and pizza. And, like, go have, like, a fall date. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Like, I was so excited for them. Like, it was just a value yeah. was going on the day. I was like, oh, the fall date's going to be so cute. Go get some apple cider. You're going to be so precious. And they got back. Like, I mean, they stayed out, like, as long as, like, I had asked them to. And they got back, and they had gone and driven through somewhere and then walked they went to Menards had just opened in Paducah and they went and like walked Menards I love it and I gave them so much crap over it <laughs> um but it's so funny though because it was like but also it was funny because my sister was like just be proud of us for going out that long yeah and I was like okay that's a good point and I'm her sister yeah. you know what I mean like and that's yeah. to her sister not even like a Someone you're paying to be there. Yes. Like, not, like, a mother-in-law, not like your own mom. Like, your sister. Yeah. And she still, like, had some guilt yes. for leaving. Yes. I don't know. I just think of me, which... <laughs> I have my own bag of mental illnesses and whatnot. And I'm thinking, totally like... So, the first thing that pops in my head is reactive attachment oh. disorder, which yeah. I very much have. Yeah. Um... So, for those of you that don't know, reactive attachment is pretty much like, I, so, I had a lot of trauma um, growing up, and one of the things that I was, like, I guess technically deprived of Mm -hmm. was real, genuine relationships. Yeah. Like, especially growing up in school, like, you have companions, you have people Mm -hmm. that you go to school with, but it's, it's... And as I grew up, and with some of the bullying and trauma that I experienced, like, I quickly realized, like, I could not trust anybody. Mm -hmm. So, I was deprived of genuine relationships. So, now, I obsess over relationships. Yeah. So, like, every relationship has to be either zero or a hundred. So, like, you show me that you are 100% committed to being my friend. Mm -hmm. And the moment that, like, we don't talk for a few weeks, I'm automatically going to assume that you are tired of me, you're tired of my friendship, and I am being thrown out the window, and then I will just never talk to you again because I am totally embarrassed, right? So, I don't know. I just feel like in my head, I constantly have this, like, okay, well, I think of me, which I don't have a kid, and I can't say this is how I'm going to be if I have a kid, but I'm just like, I know... 
that with that disorder, I am constantly yearning for more relationships. Yeah. So I feel like even if I were to have a baby, Mm -hmm. I would still be like, okay, but I need someone to, like, come over. Yeah. And, like, sit with me and hang out with me. Like, I know that, like, everything's going to be a mess and there's going to be a screaming child and stuff. But, like, I need another relationship that's not this. Yeah. And, like, constantly. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And so it's, like, I don't know. I, I get to the point where I'm, like, once people get out and they're all about their job, they're mm-hmm. all about their spouse. Some people are all about their dogs. Yeah. Um, and I'm just like, okay, but do you not have this constant like need for connection mm-hmm. with like other people? Like I, I legitimately in my head, like don't because that's how I've just always been. Yeah. So yeah. I legit don't understand like how someone like my husband. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do not get him. Literally one bit. <laughs> because he can stay at home every single day. I don't remember the last time that we went out. I do. When? <laughs> pride. We got we dragged him out for pride. Remember he came oh, and had, yes. had dinner and drinks. Yes. There was that. And I'm sure there was, there was one other time I since think then. I have gotten him out since then too. Um, I mean, that pride was in... Uh, I don't remember. Ju- July? July? Yeah. July. So he's totally... Cool with, he goes to work, that's where he talks to people, yeah. then he comes home and he doesn't talk to people. Yeah. And he's totally fine with that. Oh, yeah. Whereas I'm like, when is the last time that you've talked to your friends? And he's like, I don't know, like a month ago. And I'm like, what? What do you, what do you mean? Like, I, I would literally be having a mental breakdown if I had not talked to anybody in my life other than my husband for a solid month. Yeah. I would probably have to be institutionalized. Yeah. Legit. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. I just can't. Which I know there are more people like him. He is not a rare bird. (laughs) But I'm just like, I don't understand. I constantly need relationships. And that's the thing. Like, you get these relationships Mm -hmm. and you're growing up. And now they're in this different stage Mm -hmm. and they're obsessed about something or they've moved away and they have new friends but it's like this whole friendship that I've worked so hard in my own brain to like work on and put effort in is now just like poof right well and it's and it's hard because like it's like you also got got like used accustomed to this, like, whatever level of support they were giving you, right? And, mm-hmm. like, whatever, and, like, vice versa. Mm-hmm. Like, you were getting used to providing them with whatever level of support. And all of a sudden, that has completely shifted. But yeah. you were not a part of that shift. Yes. And it can feel like the, kind of like the rug is pulled out from under you. Yeah. Um, or, like, you said, like, me not being a part of that shift. And that makes me think, like, so, you know, you have, like your best friend in the whole world, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times you see that whenever, like, mm-hmm. whenever you're going through this whole shift of, like, going into motherhood or mm-hmm. something, you know, you have those people that they were there for all the showers. Mm-hmm. They were, you know, being FaceTime during birth. Yeah. Like, yeah. They, they were there to help, you know, do the dirty diapers yeah. and help with sleep deprivation yeah. and, like... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, you still see them constantly being involved, mm-hmm. 
But, like, that's their best friend, right? Yeah. yeah. And so it's like, then you're having to go through this realization that's like, oh, okay. So, like, our relationship wasn't that, that strong. Yeah. Well, and it's, and I don't want to talk about this before, too, though, of, like, because I, I don't have that person. Like, I do not have Same. someone who is a part of every single milestone in my life. Yes. Um, whether that's talking about, like, from college on or, like, even now. Like, yeah. big things happening. It's not every, like, I don't have the same person who is my go-to person for everything. Yeah. Um, and not saying that's a good thing or a bad thing. It just isn't. So, I see things like that. And in my brain, I've had to re- learn or unlearn some things to know like that I don't think that would work for me like I don't think I it would work for me to have the same person there for every single thing right like I've talked about talked to you about you and my friend Kelsey and how like for me like you two are on the same level, but I go to you two about different things. Yeah. Like, I can come and talk social, like, I can talk social work, we can talk trauma, we can talk mental health and, like, all of that stuff, and, like, it's there. When it, And, like, when it comes to some other things, like some of my family stuff or, like, things like that, I go to Kelsey because Kelsey knows, like, has yeah. worked with my parents and, like, has like knows my family and, like, yes. things like that, right? And it's not that one of you is more important than the other. Mm-hmm. It's just, for me that feels better like it just and it's hard for me to explain and I know we've had this conversation before because I know there's been times in our friendship where we've like had to talk about that because yeah. I accidentally would, would hurt your feelings and yeah. with, without ever intending to but because I just never vocalize things um, that's just my R.I.D. it's fine <laughs> well, but, but also it's like, also knowing for me even you know communication yeah. is key and also oh, knowing yeah. for myself like it's important to say what I'm thinking in my brain mm-hmm. I'm terrible about that oh yeah um but I also think it's also like learning what why that friendship is important like what are you getting out of that mm-hmm. friendship and yes. like because I know for myself like and we've both dealt with this, where we've been in very, very one-sided friendships and not known it for a long time. Mm-hmm. And then something happened when we actually needed people, and then those people who we were pouring into and pouring into, ghost. Yes. And it's all of a sudden, like... And, and that's like kind that, of how, like, how... Ill Southern. My bad, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Touched my computer and it started playing. Um, but I feel like that's kind of, like, what... What I kind of feel like whenever well, I, was say, I feel like I get ghosted. That, it feels like it's, it's that same feeling, right? The yes. rug being pulled out from under you. Yes. Even though I feel like it's very different situations between a friend who's been wearing one side and you've poured into and then you need them and they're not there versus someone had a life shift, yes. and but you were not a part of it. But it feels the same. Yes. So I feel like for myself, it brings out the same emotion. Yes, exactly. And it it's feels so like, hard okay, so, you know, I you know, these other people in their life has been important enough mm-hmm. to go through this shift and this change with them. Yeah. But I was not important enough. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, and then it makes you think, has it been one-sided this entire time? Right, and it brings all those insecurities yes. that you have from all those one-sided friendships. Yes. Yeah. And so it's very difficult. Like, my friend Paige, who's yeah. my maid of honor, love her to death. Love her. She's so um, like, she was my best friend through high school, um, which, you know, I ended up moving to Murray for college. She stayed back in our hometown. Um, and we're still really good. For, it's one of those friendships. It's like, we literally don't talk for months. Yeah. <laughs> but then we meet up and we have dinner. Yeah. And we have to stay there for like three hours. 
to get everything that's happened out. Yeah, like you put and that then it's right like, left off. Yes, we're totally good. We're totally fine. Yeah. But then we're probably not going to talk for another six months, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, she's definitely one of those people, like, if I need something, mm-hmm. I know I can go to her. Yeah. But she's a mom. Yeah. She's married. They just bought a new house. They're renovating a house. She's yeah. a nurse, and that's a whole other... <laughs> um, and so it's just one of those things like I, I cannot just text her every day with like Adam pissed me off whenever yeah. he said blah 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 like yeah. you know she's gonna be like I don't have time for this <laughs> right. yeah I mean yeah, um, like there's a baby like that's cracking yes, his pants right yes. now <laughs> and so but I don't know then I think about that and I think so what is the difference in like me Having that friendship and that relationship with her where it's like, I understand yeah. that, like, we haven't talked in months and it's okay. Versus friends that mm. they are now going through this shift and we haven't talked in months. And I'm like, okay. Got it. So, I think, <laughs> yeah. No, but I think, but I think part of it also is that, like, you've been through so much of that already with Paige. Yeah. And I'm sure it wasn't always this carefree for you. Like, I'm sure, like... In, the, like, the first couple of times that happened. Like, I'm sure you went through the same thing of, like, so are we good? So, actually, and I haven't even talked to her about this. So, if you're listening, hi, and I still love you. Um, <laughs> so, like, they got engaged, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was really pissed because he proposed at her graduation and I was sick and I couldn't be there. And I was so mad because I didn't know that that was... He should have texted me and been like, hey, this is happening. And I yeah. would have just packed all my tissues and, and went. Um, but, so I missed out on that, right? Yeah. Well, then I'm like, okay, so are they going to be like wedding planning, all this stuff? <laughs> she ends up having a little Emmett, precious, sweetie pie. Love it. And so then I'm like, okay, she's had Emmett. She's getting used to motherhood. Like, okay, so when are we going to start planning, like, a wedding? Like, what are we doing? Yeah. She always said, like, we want it to be something small, just family. Yeah. Like, we're just going to have a little, like, home-cooked meal maybe. And yeah. I'm just like, great. Tell me what i got to do. I'll go get I'll, little decorations. I'll, I'll set up whatever. chairs. I'll cook yeah. the food. And then I get a text one day that just says, so we got married. And oh, I felt while... My first initial reaction was, oh my god, Adam, they got married. Yeah. Like, heck yes, I'm so happy. Yeah. But then it was like, oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. And, of course, like, they didn't tell anybody. Yeah. I don't know why I'm acting like I should be so special that they would have <laughs> told, right? But at the same time, it's like, I didn't get to be a part of that. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's just like... I don't know. It's like understanding your role in their lives, understanding like how they are in your life, and just like you know that a part of life is those things are going to happen, but it doesn't. Doesn't mean it's gonna feel good. Yeah, it doesn't mean it's gonna hurt any less. Yeah, you know. And I also know that like you and I also are very both very active on social media, and so I know that we can have like we. This could be a whole other episode, but (laughs) um, but also I think. The difficulty of friends that you're there for behind the scenes, but you're like it, but you are not someone who's highlighted on their social media. Yes. Like, I think that's also something that I deal, like, I have a hard time with sometimes of like. Very much so. I have friends who like, we hang out all the time, but if you saw their social media, you would not even know that like, I'm in their life. Yes. Um, and like, 
that is a whole other because I feel like you and I are very much like we try very hard to live our very authentic selves online while still being very professional and still growing like our networks and what we're doing um and so I feel like that's also another side of it too right of like not like being there for like the nitty gritty but Mm -hmm. then not being involved or being asked to be involved for like Yes. The more public or, like, yes. celebratory things mm-hmm. can also be really hard. Like, that's what that brought up for me when you were telling me that. Not that that's yes. what that was for you, but that brought that up for me in, like, some relationships. But, yes. Um, like, that's that makes me think of, like, like, through college and stuff when I was in a sorority, and that's going to be a whole episode in itself. <sighs> um Like, and also, like, through high school of being in these friend groups, but then, like, everybody's like, oh, my gosh, let's take a picture, let's take a picture, Mm -hmm. and then you're the one that gets handed the phone. Yep. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Or, or the, or you're, there's some picture that's taken when you're not around, and that's the one that everybody posts. Mm Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I went to the bathroom. Yeah. And I was in all these others, but they took that one while I was in the bathroom, and that's that's the one that they post. Yes. Yeah. And it hurts. Yeah. And I hate how much it hurts. Yeah. Like, it hurts. Like, like Adam can literally attest. That's happened. Yeah. Like, oh, multiple yeah. times throughout college. And I literally have come home and cried yeah. and sobbed mm-hmm. for probably, like, two hours at a time. Yeah. Like, I have fallen asleep sobbing. Yeah. Because I felt like, you know, they don't want me as their friends. Or they're, like, embarrassed to... For that yes. to be posted publicly. Yes. Like, I know that's what it brings up for me. Because um, I've, you know, dealt with a lot of very one-sided friendships. Or very, mm-hmm. like, you know, found out later on that I was just convenient. Yes. You know? And, and like, there were times where, like, it would be a night out. And, like, I don't know, maybe I would not go to the last place everyone was going. Yeah. And we took pictures the whole night. And then they took a picture at the one place that I wasn't at. And that's when they write a post. And it's, yeah. like... Yeah. It's hard to not read into that. Like, it's hard to not let that affect you. Yes. Very much so. Yeah. Very much so. Or just, like, I don't even know. Like, just social media in general and portraying their lives. Like, you know, you'll have, you know, they'll post things like weekend trips or something. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, the trips make me so upset because yeah. then it's this whole group of friends that you've been hanging out with yeah. for like two solid years, right? And mm-hmm. then they all planned a trip to Nashville. They went to Nashville. They've posted pictures of Nashville. Yeah. You had no idea that Nashville was happening. Yeah, and that's how you found out was on social media. Um, or <laughs> the best. Oh God. You are in a group chat, but then you find out that they have a separate separate group group chat chat without you in it. All of those things happened to me literally last week. Oh, great. Yeah, I hadn't even got to tell you about that. Yeah, yeah. So a group that, um, that, like, we would go out. Like, it was our group to go out with in Paducah. And um, I wouldn't say I had a falling out with one of them. Um, If any of you know me, you know that. And Brooke could attest to this. If you ask for my opinion on something in your life... It means you want my opinion. And, <laughs> and you're going to get it. And your you're opinion. going to get it. <laughs> and if you per- prefer for me to just validate your own feelings, I can also do that. Or but you have to say, hey, I need you to just validate my feelings, yeah. not give your opinion. Yeah. But if you say, hey, I need your opinion about this, you're going to get it. Yes. 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 Because <laughs> they're doing what you asked. Yes. Um, and I had I had a friend who was making some life choices that I very much did not agree with. 
and um, she asked me for my opinion, and I gave her a very watered-down version, which you know is very difficult for me to do, <laughs> um, and I care about this person a whole lot, which you know brings out yes. even more of my passion, um, because my friends deserve the literal best. And so, if someone's not doing that, it makes me really angry. So anyway, um, so we didn't like the falling out, it's more like, I could tell she didn't like what I said, and then yeah. just completely ghosted. Yeah. Like, did not talk to me for months on end, and it was like saw me in public, ignored my existence, literally, like, had to walk up beside me at, like, a restaurant to order and did not talk to me. Yeah. And I was like, all right, cool, got it. Yeah. Like, if that's how you want to do it, that's cool. Yes. One person, okay? This person is also older than me, like, whatever. Yes. And, but I still, am, like, friends with everyone else in this group. Mm-hmm. Um, I, again, wouldn't consider that me and this person to be not friends, just yeah. that, like, we're having a, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. do what you want. I see on social media on a Saturday that they all went out for two of the, uh, two people in the group's birthday. Mm. Two of them. It wasn't just a going, it was like a celebration. It was a celebration and it was like dinner and drinks and dancing, which was like what we did. And that's how I found out that A, I was no longer in the group because I didn't get invited and B, that they had started a brand new group message because I had to. Yeah. In order for them to all be one together. Yeah. And, like, I was so pissed. <laughs> like, it wasn't even hurt. Like, the hurt yeah. didn't happen for a few days. I was just so mad because it was, like, I don't know. I feel like we should be at the age where, like, we don't play games. I was just about to say that. I was, like, like it's one thing, you know, in adulthood. Like, it's okay if you figure out that maybe this friendship isn't for you. Yeah, that's fine. But it's like, why are we stuck in middle school, high school ways of, okay, we're just going to start a new group chat without them, and we're going to talk about them and laugh at them as they walk by. Like, why is that still happening? And it's like, also, these are In our mid-20s to mid-30s. allowed in your podcast? Can I curse? Is that allowed? Go for it. Okay. Grown-ass women. Yes. Like, a group of grown-ass women who are older than me in their 30s. In very professional careers. In very professional careers that involve <laughs> mental health. Yes. And... A group of you? And yeah. no one thought to just text me and be like, hey, hey I just don't think that I just want to give you a we, heads up. we vibe anymore or, or you know. Or, hey, I got put in this group message because there's one person in particular mm-hmm. who I know has no idea that it happened. It was probably very confused when it happened. Yeah. So why didn't she reach out to me to say, hey, so this is happening. I'm not letting you yeah. know to hurt your feelings. I am confused. Yeah. But wanted to let you know this is happening. Mm-hmm. And, like, go from there, right? Yeah. Instead, every single one of them just didn't say anything to me yeah. at no point. Mm-hmm. And it took me reaching out two days later, because that took me two days to calm down, <laughs> to text one of them and be like, and, I mean, I, I typed in a message, and it was point blank, like, okay, so I am very hurt, and I understand, because one of the people whose birthday it was is, like, BFFs with the person who I'm yes. falling out with. So, like, that one I understood. The other one, we are her and I were friends as far as I know we were good. And so, like, I reached out to this person and I was like, look, like, I understand in this case me not being invited it would make anyone uncomfortable who was there, especially someone who, like, the night is about them. Yeah. I get that. It still hurts, but I totally get that and I understand. What I don't understand or is why my whatever it was that this person has equaled me being completely negated from this group. And I would or at really least being just told, like, hey, this is happening, right. but we know that 
you and this other person yeah. aren't, you know, aren't getting along. Getting along right now. You're so fine. we just don't want to like ruin the vibe of yeah. the night. And I said know? that. I was like, I like totally get it. I was like, but I'm gonna be honest, like I'm really hurt that no one reached out to me. Mm-hmm. Um and I basically point blank said, like, if you and these other people want to hang out, please know I'm here. But if not, like, if not, no response is necessary. Yeah. And just put it out there. Because I was like, someone, apparently mm-hmm. the youngest person in this group, has to be the adult here. Yeah. And communicate. But, like, why is that still a thing we have to put up with? Yeah. Like, why? Oh, yeah. I don't understand. I question this as I cry in my husband's arms very frequently. Like, <laughs> yeah. and I know you and I have talked about this before, but it just, like, I don't, it is okay to tell people things that are not going to feel good to them. Mm-hmm. If you're speaking your truth and mm-hmm. it's not intentionally going to hurt, that yes. is way better than just ghosting. Yeah. Like, I don't understand. Yeah. And I would much rather, like, if someone or a friend group, you know, if they thought I was weird or they thought I was too much or they thought I made situations uncomfortable or something, right. I don't know. Like, that's fine. Um, But it's just the whole, like, then if you... If you ghost me, if you stop talking to me, mm-hmm. if I realize that the group text that I was in has gone silent, that you all are going out and posting pictures, and I am now not involved, <clears throat> then it makes me think, like, not just... It could be some very simple, not hurtful reason. Oh, yeah. But I'm automatically going to assume that everyone is just disgusted by my presence. But also... Also, as someone who is your friend, I know that that is something that you deal with. So, like, there have been times when, like, I have reached, like, I have texted him and been like, hey, I'm, like, I'm being an IA from everyone, just wanted to let you know. Yeah. And that's literally the only explanation you get, because in my brain I know, shit, I haven't talked to Brooke in two weeks, I know her brain is telling her that I hate her. Yeah. Let me send this message, I don't have the energy to explain what's going on, but let me at least do this mm-hmm. because I'm your friend and I know that about you. That yeah. also bothers me. It's like, and you and know. And you know me yeah. as being a person where I'm very open yeah. about those feelings that yeah. I have with literally everyone that I meet. <laughs> so it's not like they don't know. But that's what I mean. And I know like with your friends and I know that I'm very protective of my friends. So <laughs> I know that I get very passionate about people who have wronged you. But that is something that really, that really frustrates me for you is you are always very upfront about my brain is going to tell me X, Y, and Z. And it's never that you're saying it's on everyone else to make me feel better. Yes. It is you saying, I need you to know that. Yeah. Because you need to know that as my friend. Yeah. So if I am having a little freak out episode. Yeah. You know that it's just because my brain is telling me that everyone yeah. hates me right now. Right. Like, and that's it. you have literally sent that message to me before. And I'm yeah. like, okay, got it. Yeah. And I also know no words that I say are going to pull you out of it. Yeah. But I also know, like, it's good for me to know to mm-hmm. make sure that if I'm having a shitty day at work and I am i don't need to text you back right there when it's going to be really short and I have 30 seconds. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to put an exclamation point or an emoji because I know yeah. you're going to read into that. Yeah. Because your brain's going to be like, Anna hates me. Yes. Like. Yes. <laughs> it's not that difficult, though. Like, I don't. Yeah. <sighs> yes. I totally get you. I'm flailing. I know they can't see me, but, like, I'm, I'm flailing with my... Adult relationships, guys. They're just a lot. It's a lot. They can be fantastic, though. They can. Like, they can be really awesome. Just like we spontaneous planned a trip to Chicago last night. We did. It's happening. It's going to be great. I'm so excited. Never been to Chicago. I'm pumped. No. 
But at the same time, like, do I have any other friends that would, like, like, when we were going to Florida this summer. Yeah. Do you know how many people I texted to make this a group trip? Yeah, I do, actually. Well, I don't, actually, I don't know everyone. I know a couple. And, like, we know that this was not a group trip. I <laughs> know, uh, yeah. And I will selfishly say I was okay with that. Uh, I mean, but, it was fine. But <laughs> but I do also know, like, the hurt that you felt because you had reached out yes. to people. And, like, I just wanted to go with you. So I was like, <laughs> if anyone else comes, that's cool, too. But, like, yeah. I, as long as I go with Brooke, I'm chill. Yeah. But, like, I know that you had, like, wanted to make it, like, a bigger, like, more people and, like, it be a bigger thing. Yeah, like, I know that you wanted it to be, like... A, like a but not bigger in like length or like things that we were doing but like more people yes and just because like, I love being around people yeah and I love groups and yeah I love getting people like meeting each other and yeah I love people making more friendships yeah and it's so funny because I'm just like no I'm good with you <laughs> <laughs> like, but, I, but, I, but it's funny though because I have had that conversation with my friend Kelsey before too of like like, Kelsey is even more so, like, if you think I am extreme, like, Kelsey is the other, like, she's <laughs> even more extreme, where she's like, I don't need anyone else. Yeah. Like, she is, like, she My will, husband. Yeah, I mean, yeah, she is, like, her and Adam are very, very similar. And yeah. it's never against anyone. Yeah. But it's just funny, like, you know, like, I know that, like, if I were to invite her to hang out with some of my other friends, yeah, she would totally go and she would be herself and be wonderful. Yeah. But she would never pursue friendship with, friendships with those people because she's like, I don't need it. Yeah. Like, she's like, I'm good. Like, yeah. I've got my people, and I'm good. Yeah. And I am not quite to that level of it, but I am, because I, you know me, I love meeting new people. I yeah. love connecting with people. I Connection, I think, is just so beautiful and wonderful and so interesting. Um, but I also am like, okay, but when it comes to, like, nitty-gritty, deep, I'm exhausted mentally and emotionally, I just want Brooke. Or, like, I just want Kelsey. Like, yeah. I don't want, you know. Um, but, I mean, but we're just different. Like, yeah. you know. Like, I also know that you you enjoy, like, you get, get energy off of being around. Yes. Like. If I don't. And that's the thing. Like, if I don't have, like, which I think is why I've joined the Chamber and Young Professionals. And I've joined two church groups. Yeah. And, like, because I need constant interactions with people. Because that's how I get. Like, yeah. it's literally how I recharge my batteries. Yeah. And yeah. if I'm sitting at home for weeks on end, no plans, mm -hmm. nobody's invited me anywhere, nobody's texted me back about going to dinner. Yeah. Then I fall into a pit. Yeah. That is so hard to get out of. Yeah. So hard. Yeah. Well, I know, like, just a couple weeks ago, like, I had, it was, like, was it two or three weeks in a row that we were trying to make dinner plans? Yeah. And either my work or your work, like, it wasn't adding up. And then suddenly it had been, like, three weeks, and I was like, shit, I haven't seen Brooke in, like, three weeks, and I was yeah. seeing her every week before this. Like, it yeah. was just, like... <laughs> because, you know, like, I fall into that pit, and then yeah. it's like, I don't want to see anybody because nobody likes me anymore, yeah. and what's the point? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. But yes, because our brains are so lovely like that. Yeah, they're great. They're great. They're great. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know if this episode pissed some people off. I don't know if this episode oh. made some people go, "Oh my, OMG, me too." You know? <laughs> um, but I just figured we could talk about this fun subject just 
for shits and giggles, I guess. I don't know. Is this how we're ending it? We're ending it with this? I suppose. I, I'm still, like, I, I'm not a professional podcaster, so I don't know <laughs> how to end things correctly. So a lot of times I'm just like, okay, well, time's running out, so I'll see y'all later. Bye. <laughs> I'll see you later. Bye. Yeah. Can we promote my social media? Go for it. Yay. I'm all for promoting other things. Aren't you proud of me for bringing that up? I'm, I'm so proud. Because, you know, I hate doing that. <laughs> um, okay, so I am AKA Brooks, like, number one fan. So if you forget to follow me, just know you'll also get be seeing Brooks stuff, too. So not sorry. <laughs> uh, but you can follow me on Instagram or Twitter. I'm at Lil, L-I-L, Anna Laurent, A-N-N-A-L-A-U-R-E-N-T. Um, you can follow me there. It's a lot of mental health, rare disease advocacy, obnoxious anting, obnoxious friending. Love it. Am I missing anything? I think that's it. I think I cover all the things that I cover on my social media. Yeah. So if you're not interested in those things, you don't have to follow <laughs> me. But if you are, give it a follow. Love it. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening. Um, ranting. This was fun. I mean, every episode pretty much is just me ranting. So, <laughs> um, if you want to connect with me, um, we have the email allthingsbrook at gmail.com. and we have all things Brook podcast on Instagram. Chat. Give me ideas for episodes. Yeah. Whatever you guys want to do, you can find links to my other socials there. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. And Thanks for just being along for the ride today. (laughs) And what a ride it was. It was a fun one. (laughs) It was. All right. Have a great week. We'll see you next time. Bye, friends.